This is your host, Stephanie Sloan. I'm here to share experience, strength, and hope in a world full of the messy and the beautiful. Not one of us is exempt from facing adversity, but all of us have access to tools and a positive mindset to grow. It all begins with the decision to empower ourselves, to look fear and uncertainty in the eyes, and choose growth over staying stuck by walking straight through the middle. Hi everyone, welcome back to season two, episode two. This is your host, Stephanie Sloan. I'm super excited that you are here and really looking forward to sharing this next message with you. I wanted to talk today, you'll have to excuse the siren in the background. I do live outside of a very busy area and so occasionally we get some background excitement like just now. Um, I wanted to talk to you today about something going straight through the middle of hard things. I think when it comes right down to it, some of the tools that I want to share and some of the tools that you're looking for are the tools that can get you through the big stuff and the little stuff. And so today I'm going to talk a little bit about what it was like for me to do something I did yesterday. It was a, a big hard thing and how I used a lot of the tools that I use in bigger hard things and smaller hard things and how they equally balance out and help with all the things. So stay close and let's chat. Uh, Yesterday, I summited my first mountain. My uh, significant other and I spend a lot of time hiking and we have been working towards this goal to hike. uh, I think it's the third largest peak in Oregon. It's called South Sisters. I know a lot of people have done it and there's a lot of people who haven't and will do it. And there's a lot of people who haven't done it and have no interest in it. And then there's a special category of people who, if you're like me, had it on your list, had it on my list for a really long time and kept putting it off thinking it was too hard. I deemed it too hard. I wasn't going to do it because it was too hard. And then a few years ago, I put it on my own personal bucket list. And a couple years ago, my boyfriend and I created a date list. It's sort of like a bucket list. There are things on there that we want to do together, that we want to see together, that we want to experience together. And so I threw it on that list because we had started hiking more. And it just seemed like one of those things that would be really a lot more fun to do with someone. So we put that on our list two years ago, and we finally accomplished it yesterday. So maybe you don't know what South Sisters is, or you've summited a mountain, or you don't think it's a big deal, and that's okay. Any of those things are okay. But just to give you sort of a snapshot of what it was, it was a 5,000-foot elevation gain, and we were already up in the mountains, so we were already higher up in elevation. So it was an additional 5,000 Um, feet and elevation gain within six miles. Most of that was done in the last mile and a lot of it was done in the last two and a half, three miles. And so it was a pretty steady uphill. And uphill isn't quite the word for it. (laughs) Um, There is a final mile of the ascent called the Red Mile and it's this sort of red rock Um, area. It's a lot like sand and rock. And when you step in it, your foot moves back. So not only are you going straight up and down, you're standing there just looking straight up, everything but rock climbing at this point. And you take a step and your foot slides back a little. So you have to find a way to move so that you're constantly sort of in motion and you can make progress 
while also moving back a tiny bit. (laughs) It is as crazy as it sounds. And I want you to relate that to something in your life, even if you're not a hiker. Um, For me, for a long time, running was really hard, right? Um, And here I am hiking and you're taking one step forwards and moving back a little. So think about a time in your life where maybe it felt like that's what was happening, whether it was related to you being in school or a relationship or buying a house or just trying to move forward out of a really dark, uh, dark time of your life where you were maybe experiencing depression. And I know that this is something that we can all relate to. And so this episode is not about hiking. Okay, this episode is about a hard thing I did yesterday and how through the experience and process of doing it, I was able to use a lot of the same tools that I use when I do experience big, hard emotional times in my life, including depression, including breakups and divorce, coming out of active addiction and learning to live again. And so I'm here to share with you the things that I took recognition of yesterday. And then I want to I wanna also leave you with kind of a list of things that you can do for yourself in these situations and in these times. And these are things that you can use if you, you know, I constantly come back to you wake up late, your alarm doesn't go off or you push snooze too many times and now your whole day is starting in this rushed and hurried and disorganized mindset. These are things that you can do to bring it back. Maybe you're getting ready to face a really big life decision, something that you've been putting off, Um, whether it's something positive and goal-oriented like climbing a mountain, or maybe it's something related to the job that you have, your relationship that you have, um, the direction that your life is going. And take a good look at it because sometimes I think we ignore those things because we want to not think about it. When we think about it, it brings on an incredible amount of accountability. Um, Perhaps you recognize it as an incredible amount of anxiety. And so the first thing we need to do, my friends, is acknowledge what it is that we are working for, working towards, creating change, The goal, whatever it is, we need to look at it. We need to give it a shape, a name, a list of expectations, but we have to bring it to the forefront of our minds. Avoidance is a really great tool to use, and I do use it. Um, And that's no joke. I do use avoidance sometimes uh, if something is just a little too much to deal with. And so it's time to put the avoidance down and hold the thought, the idea, the process in our hands, and really take a good look at it. This is going to relieve so much stress from you. The effort and the energy it takes to avoid something is is only good for so long, and then it just sort of makes us sick. We can actually have physical results from avoiding something that we need to take care of for a long time. So the first thing I'm going to ask you to do is to hold it and look at it and give it a name. Um... Next, I kind of I think I'm going to ask you to make a couple lists. So if you're driving right now, just save this episode for later um, so you can listen again. This is a good time to take in the information and then you can come back to the assignments. And what I'll do is I'll put the assignments in the show notes so you can come back to the show notes, check it out and do the assignments at that point. But the next thing I want you to do is to make a list of the hard things that you have already done 
Can you think about that for a second? Because every single human on this planet has done hard things. It could be you went to the grocery store and bit your tongue when somebody was saying or doing something that you wanted to speak out about that you knew wouldn't be an appropriate time to talk. It could be a job promotion, graduation. It could be earning a certain amount of money, achieving a goal. It could be achieving a big goal or a small goal. You have done so many hard things in your lifetime. Don't limit this list to just what you've done in the last couple years. Really take some time to dig deep and make this list of valuable things that you've done to contribute to your incredible life. Or in my phone so that I can refer back to it no matter where I'm at. And don't skip this activity, you guys. This is a really important one. The next thing I want you to do is make a list of how you got through those things. What tools did you use to get to the other side? And if you don't feel like you're at the other side yet, that is okay. But there are things that you have done, that you have worked through, that you have figured out how to show up for and get to the other side of. And so build that resume, that hard things resume, and then make a separate list of how you got them done. Did you use specific, like a Jedi mind trick? Did you use mind tricks on yourself? Was there self-talk involved? Did you have to talk yourself through it constantly? Did you talk it through in your head or did you speak it out loud into words? Because I'll tell you right now, I have to say the things to myself out loud. Now, I don't just burst into discussion with myself at any given point in time. There are ways that I have to do it. And sometimes it's a whisper in the bathroom. Sometimes it is I'm I'm by myself in the car and I can say out loud, okay, I, I hear a thought coming into my head saying I can't do something. And I will say out loud, stop it, Stephanie, stop it. Yesterday when I was hiking up the mountain that last mile uh, that took me two hours and just for reference I can run between a nine and ten minute mile. It took me two hours to do the last mile and there were several times throughout that I would start to tear up and I would start to I, I could feel myself edging towards saying I can't do this and so I immediately out loud said to myself even while there were people going by me nope You can do this. You will do this. You're already doing this. So if that's something that works for you, add that to your list of things that got you through your hard things, your hard things resume. Um, Not giving up on yourself. Don't give up on yourself. Don't give yourself an out. We are the quickest ones. We decide when we're done, right? You know this. You know that there have been a time or two in your life Um, maybe more, where you have allowed yourself to talk yourself out of something. Not for a, a, a great reason either, like maybe it seemed like a great reason at the time, but you know, you've spent the most time with yourself than anyone has. You know if there's a time in your life that you gave yourself an easy out when you probably could have kept going. And sometimes we don't feel great after we do that, and so we go back and do it again. And Um, If that's the case, if you have something on your list that you want to go back and tackle, uh, you know, keep that in mind, that there are ways to get through it, that you can do it. Uh, Maybe someone made you do it. Maybe there is part of your tools is that you couldn't give up because either somebody else was pushing you or maybe 
maybe you, you feel like you didn't have a choice because you showed up with someone else and you said you'd do it. Uh, maybe your word is really valuable to you and you already committed. And I think that's great. If that's a tool that was used to get you through to the other side of your hard things, write it down. And alternately, maybe you didn't have a choice. Uh, maybe there, a relationship ended and it wasn't up to you. Maybe the other person decided that it was over, that it wasn't something that you would have wanted, but that you now have to go through the end of this relationship and you don't have a choice anymore. But you do have a choice in how you showed up, right? So you found a way to get through into the other side of that ending of that relationship that you didn't want to end. And I want you to think about how you did that. Uh, you still had to show up. And so I want you to remember that you still had to show up and you continued to show up. And so when you're making the secondary list of tools that got you through, things that got you to the other side, things that made your life better and happier and healthier, I don't want you to leave a single thing out of that list because that list is also there for your reference and to help you. And so same thing as you did with the other list. So for me, I take a picture of these lists and I have them saved as my favorites in my phone. So I can open it up at any time and look at it. When things are hard and my brain isn't clear enough to think straight through, I have a list of things and I've pulled that list out so that I can share with you what it is I do, how I do it, and maybe give you some ideas on what you can do next. So these are the list of things that I've done to get through the hard things. First is I want to encourage you to get vulnerable, get real. Just like I talked about a few minutes ago, it's time to stop avoiding and staying busy and ignoring and it's time to hold the thing in your hands that you need to show up for. Get really vulnerable and accept your feelings around it. So number two is accepting your feelings. I have to make a very intentional decision to be real about my feelings, not to shame myself, not to say it's stupid that I feel sad or angry or frustrated or tired or disappointed. I get to say I feel and list my feelings because those are my feelings and it is okay to have them. If you want to question why you have a feeling or I guess a good example of that is if, if you are feeling a lot of jealousy and, and you feel like it's really inappropriate to feel the level of jealousy that you have, being able to look at it and go, okay, well, I need to deal with this. I need to see where this is coming from. I need to see why I feel this way what's triggering this feeling and what I can do to manage this because, you know, jealousy doesn't feel great. It's not a very positive feeling. Um, and that's just an example. Um, but getting vulnerable and accepting your feelings are the two first most important steps. I want you to learn to ask for help from the right people. Sometimes we will ask a friend for support or somebody for their opinion on feelings we have because we know what their answer will be. And you know what I'm talking about. I think it's perfectly okay to go to very specific friends for a very specific response. But when it comes time to do the work and to show up for the hard, you really need the people in your life, that inner circle, those people that you can really depend on to give you the real valuable tools and words to move to the other side of it. And so... Making the choice to ask the right friend, not just the friend that you want to get 
the specific answer from, but the friend who who shares, who's open, who's real, who considers all sides of it. I am very lucky that I have a few people in my life like this. It's not always a pretty answer, and it's not always what I want. I'm doing air quotes, what I want to hear. But they give me the things and the words that I need to hear in order to move through it. And those are my go-to people when shit is really hard. You know what I mean? So make sure you know your list of people. The ones that will just tell you like it is, but not... Not in a rude way. You don't want just like, when I say tell you like it is, I'm not talking about the the directness or the sort of offensive response givers, but the people who will just tell you like it is um, with empathy and with gentleness and with support. The next thing you should do after getting vulnerable, being honest and real and accepting your feelings, asking for support from other people, is making a list of your expected outcomes. So when I climbed the mountain yesterday, my my expected outcome was to complete it. Ideally, in 10 hours, it took us 11. Um, ideally, being able to walk afterwards, I could walk afterwards, but my expected outcome was to complete the mountain, to finish the hike. This was my chance. This was my opportunity. And of course, there are times where for safety, I would have turned back. But I was I was not leaving until I completed the mountain. And because I knew that was my expected outcome at the end of it, or I should say in the middle of it, I wasn't willing to give up because I wasn't at my expected outcome yet. And there were plenty of opportunities and times that I was ready to give up. I had a lot of breathing issues yesterday. I was very sick back in March. Uh, I was not tested for COVID, but I have had a lot of residual breathing issues since then. And because I was at such high altitude, they were very prominent. And it would have been very easy for me to tell myself, hey, Steph, you've got some breathing issues. But instead, what I did is I monitored the safety and my health. I slowed down, hence that last two hours, the last mile. And I got it done and I finished because the expected outcome was in my head. Um, Halfway through the hike, Uh, my boyfriend looked at me and said, promise that we're not going to give up. And that was before it got really hard, you guys. And I said, of course I promise. I don't give up. That was coming from the place where I knew my expected outcome was to finish. So on a bigger scale, let's talk about an emotional situation where I've used that. When I was going through a divorce, I knew my expected outcome was to be divorced, right? Obviously. But I wanted, my, I wanted my outcome to be that I was divorced and in a space of joy, of being able to wish my ex-partner well, forgiveness. And so every single thing that I did that I showed up for when it got hard through that divorce is I looked at my expected outcome. Am I moving towards this or away from it? Am I moving towards feeling joyful and relieved and relaxed and sending him my my forgiveness and not necessarily directly to him, but is what I'm doing right now moving me towards my expected outcome or further? Because if I'm moving further, then that end goal is going to be a lot harder to achieve. Moving on to self-talk. So knowing your limits, knowing yourself so well that you know when you would give up, when you would throw in the towel, and having a plan for attacking that. What will I do? What will I say? How will I speak to myself when I know I don't want to show up? Will I give myself grace? 
will I allow myself? How, how long will I allow myself to stay in a negative mindset? What words should I be on the lookout for that indicate to me that I'm about to throw in the towel? So for me personally, those words look like I can't. I say that a lot. I can't do this. And the second I start to see that my headspace is going towards I can't do this is the second I start to go back to that self-talk of, nope, you can do this. You are doing this. You're doing it right now. Another thing I like to say to myself a lot is this will end. This will end. I won't be on this mountain forever. I won't be going through this divorce forever. I won't be dealing with X, Y, and Z forever. This will end. And so when it's over, I want to feel really proud of how I showed up and handled it. Not shaming or abusing yourself. We talked about that earlier in this episode. When, when you start to accept your feelings and you learn to accept how you feel, you become a lot more accepting of yourself as a whole. So not shaming or abusing yourself with words like, oh, you idiot or you're so stupid. This is so stupid that I feel this way. It's not stupid. You feel this way. That's it. You feel this way. And so let's figure out how to get you through it to the other side. The next step is to make smaller goals towards your big goal. So when I'm speaking about the mountain, I'm not looking at the very top. I'm not looking too far ahead. The further ahead that you look at your mountain, the more overwhelmed you will become. And so you already know, you've already established what your end goal and your outcome is going to look like. So now your job is to make shorter, smaller goals working towards that. Okay, so I know my end goal is to get divorced or my end goal is to get this promotion or my end goal is to get to the top of the mountain. So what do I need to do right now that will get me closer to that? Because I can't go straight from the bottom to the top. I have to, I have to put in work. I have to put in effort. So what can I do right now that will move me closer to that? On the mountain, it was just taking five more steps, right? It doesn't feel like a lot when you take the five, but the five and the 10 and the 15 and the 20, all of those add up. When you're going through um, attempting to, you know, get a promotion, I, I have to build my resume. I have to show my interest in this. I have to collectively start thinking about all the things that I've provided to this company and be able to explain why I'm the next best person for this job. When you're addressing a situation in a friendship, it's being able to say out loud to that person, I'm feeling, I'm having some feelings about this. They're not wrong, right? Feelings aren't wrong, but I'm trying to explore where they're coming from. Can we have a conversation about this? It's, it's doing just the next right thing. And that's actually the next thing on my list. Just do what's next. Going back again, the further ahead you look, the more overwhelmed you're going to become. When you are starting in this spot and you need to get all the way down there to five miles away, you're not going to be able to jump and get there. You just have to take the next step. In recovery, we call that future tripping. When we're looking too far ahead at what, where we want to be and not what we have to do. And our ego tells us all the things we're going to feel when we get there, positive or negative. But there's too many steps in the in-between. And that's the middle, right? That's, that's the straight through the middle part that we need to get through. So just do what's next and keep showing up. And then be sure to celebrate along the way. So every time I took five steps, I was like, hell yeah, I took five steps. 
Every time I was taking a step towards purchasing my home, I was celebrating every single one right down to depositing the earnest money, letting my bank know I was getting a loan, coming over for inspection. Like every single thing was a celebration. Everything that I did, everything that I do is a celebration. And it's okay to celebrate all the things along the way. The beautiful thing about accomplishing a goal, accomplishing a task, getting through to the other side of any type of hard thing is that we have so many chances to continuously show up or walk away from ourselves. And as long as you keep showing up, keep doing the next thing, focus on that that end goal that you have in only the moment that you set it. And then in the in-between, using amazing self-talk holding yourself accountable, asking for support from other people. You're going to feel so amazing when you get there. You're going to feel so good about it. Whether it was a good event or a bad event, you're just going to feel so much better about how you handled it if you're showing up for yourself all along the way, going straight through the middle and getting out the other side. Thank you for joining me for season two, episode two. If you haven't listened to the previous episodes, jump on in. You do not have to listen to them in order. There's some great interviews and some great tools and tips in other episodes. And I just hope that you guys have a beautiful end of your summer and Labor Day. And I'll be back next Monday to share more information. Thank you so much for spending this time with me today. I truly hope that you got something out of it and that you can apply it to your day right now. If you'd like more information on walking straight through the middle of your life, come find me over at www.straightthroughthemiddle.com for access to more free resources. I have a few favors to ask of you. Number one, please take a moment and share this podcast with a friend who might need to hear it. I know we'd both appreciate it. Next, if you find and follow me on social media, you can find me on Instagram under the handle straight through the middle, all one word, no spaces. And I'll be happy to show you some love right back if I show up and you tag me in your stories or a post. And finally, if you could leave us a five-star review on your podcast outlet so it can be shared with others who need to know that they are not alone. Again, I know we'd all appreciate that. Until next time, I'm sending you all the courage and strength to live your best life.